Hello. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> it's really early in the morning, but yeah. Um, I don't really know where this is going. I don't know how I want to start season two. I should probably do something spectacular to start off season two instead of doing this so early in the morning. Um, but yeah, anyways, I kind of want to do something about friends and family, you know, and, <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let's just call it friends and family, or friends in need. I'm just going to call it friends and family, yeah. I'm not going to go in too much about my family. The reason why... I feel like I said my full name. But the reason why I'm not going to say my, like, full name or stuff like that... For privacy reasons. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of stuff, a lot of baggage I need to undo myself. Especially if it's, like, towards my family. Um, with my family, it's... It's crazy, really. Um, I got my family also has emotional baggage. The way they grew up, also in a very toxic environment. But then they were taught to deal with it. They didn't have that mental health and toxicity awareness. And back in the day, they thought like, oh. Yeah, okay, so this is just normal. And then that gets passed down generation to generation. And, yeah, it's just a continuation of mental health issues and mental issues. Um, yeah, my family thinks that mental health doesn't really exist. They think depression is just being really sad well I mean it is but it's pretty much the big sad but they think it's just something you can get over easily uh it's something you they think it's something that doesn't it's not really a need it's not essential when I was getting diagnosed with ADHD they had to ask about my family history but a lot of them didn't know and they think they said that oh yeah we had someone that didn't do well in school and they were lazy they call it being lazy and I'm struggling with that and not having that parental support is really difficult I guess but yeah I have parent issues obviously I have more mommy issues than dad issues but I still have some issues overall and then yeah having to deal with family members who are also like that or alcoholic abusers who do have an alcoholic abuser and this is insane it really is and yeah it's, it really is stuff like that but the thing is it's so normalized and my family that they're like yeah it's just a thing that happens you just gotta help out in certain ways but not really do much about it I feel like because they're afraid you know 
or realize that because I'm also afraid to. Growing up when you're so embedded in that brainwashed mentality your parents have created on you and you're just like, man, I'm just scared. Like subconsciously, I feel like I subconsciously can't really do anything about certain things because I'm just really scared and terrified for my life. But I realized it'd be fine, but then I don't know what it is. It's so hard to deconstruct. It really is. And I feel like my parents are also like that too. They're they're also very, it's very hard to deconstruct as well. Because all they were taught is anger. And anger does run in my family. It's been taught down. And I had extremely bad anger issues in middle school. My younger brother has anger issues. My older brother had anger issues when he was younger. Not so much now. Um, But yeah, I had extreme anger issues in middle school. And my friends hated me for it. But the thing is, it got so bad to the point where I'll black out when I'm angry and then I just wouldn't remember anything. I like dissociate myself when I get angry and it was so frustrating to deal with because then I had, I had these relationships and these things in my head and I'm just like, yo, dog. So frustrating, it really is for me to deal with because it was like the only thing I was ever able to express about myself. It was just anger, anger, anger. But then I realized all the damage I did to myself and all the damage I did to other people, and I realized that that's not that's not very good. Uh, I do get angry at times. There was a moment where I like dissociated myself from the, the feeling of anger. I didn't want to get angry. And it was hard for me to get angry then, but now it's it's regulated. It's it's okay to be upset. It's okay to be angry, but it's not okay to lash out on people. It's not okay to hurt yourself as well. And it was so it was so hard to filter those and process what I was feeling at a young age and I had to do it by myself I had to learn how to see the to undo the effect well I can't undo what I did to other people but I can undo what I did to myself so I gotta take rid of the effects because that's my choice to make really but that's my choice to save myself right titanic (laughs) but yeah i was just thinking about how it was like the only thing my parents are able to figure out because they didn't have that they didn't have that moment for themselves because they always were doing things with their family they had to be grown-ups at such a young age and they didn't have that moment alone 
to understand what's going on, to understand what's happening and why it's happening and why they feel this way. But yeah, because it's so normalized over there and they're so busy and caught up doing these things, they didn't really got time to think. Oh, they got they got time to think for themselves, and then they were raised that way, and then they put that stuff on me and my me and my siblings, really. And it was so yeah, it was just really yeah, <laughs> it was really yeah. That's what I'm gonna say. But yeah, now that I'm realizing all of this. It's just passed down trauma. It all really is. I have my own childhood trauma, and it's really... It's there, obviously. It's just really icky. I, like, forgot it at this point. It's, like, stored in the back of my brain, like, locked away. I only remember bits and pieces throughout my childhood. But yeah, I did have quite intense trauma. Not intense trauma, I'd say, but I did have trauma from growing up. And I realize it's just passed down because my parents had trauma. All of them had trauma. My grandparents, my great-grandparents, all of them did. And it's just passed down, passed down, passed down. And then now I'm realizing that, yeah, that's not good. That's very toxic. That's not, <laughs> that's no bueno. But, yeah, um, so, there's my family, but we're apart. It's just, all of it just is really deconstructing yourself and understanding the signs and knowing that it's not okay to experience all of that. Because once you don't realize and you have kids you're gonna you're ten you're you're more likely to become a tra like a trauma what was it called a trauma uh you're most likely to pass on your trauma to your kids and then your kids are gonna experience that and i really want kids and i don't want that for my kids i want to do gentle parenting with my kids I want them to understand I want them to have that have those moments and be like okay what do I do all right I know that I'm feeling this way let's try to figure out why let's try to understand you know I want them to have that comprehension and those language skills and the 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 knowledge to know that it's okay to feel certain things and it's okay to know these things and it's okay it, it it's all okay everything's okay it doesn't have to be it's such a difficult thing to deal with it's okay you know and to know that when they come home home will ever be their safe space instead of wanting to go somewhere else or having the need to run away because I love school so much I want to go to summer school you want to know why 
is because I wanted to get away from my home life, and school was my only escape at the time. And I loved it there. Because I got the attention that I didn't really get much. And then I got the the loveliness and kindness from my friends in elementary school. And it was so cute. Really. And yeah. So, school was my escape back then. I know that my parents care. They love me. They care. But they, like, hang on so much. Because I feel like they're afraid that they're going to realize that what they're doing is, like, becoming their parents. And they're very scared like that. My dad, he's very, like, you know, he's chill sometimes. He lets me do whatever I want. But, of course, he's like, okay, here's certain things that's... Can't then like, all right, cool, understandable. My mom's like very controlling. She she's really controlling. Um, I can't do certain things, and she always like, no matter how old you are, you're gonna have to ask permission because I'm your mom. I'm like, that's so stupid. I'm like, I'm not gonna be forty asking my mom if I can do something. That's stupid. Now I'm here, nineteen, asking my mom if I can do things. But, yeah, it's just really dumb and stupid and dumb and stupid. Yeah. It really is so icky. It really is icky. Um... It is what it is. Psst. I'm just kidding. Um, I wish I could take my th- parents to therapy, but I know they're not going to want to because they're going to be like, well, what's wrong? I don't understand anything. I don't understand. But like, I want them to know that whatever happened wasn't okay when they were kids. Whatever they went through wasn't okay. They need to understand that. I feel like in the future... I'll set up um when we all grow we're old and stuff, I wanna set up a therapist session for my parents. You know, for them to understand what what's going on and stuff. My mom always sent me to therapy because she's like, You always wanna dress like a dress like this and dress like that and I don't think that's good. So I'm gonna send you to therapy. She never did but um, I really do need a therapist, though. Uh, therapists in my area are not the best. Um, with a bunch of reviews and a bunch of these other things. And then having to deal with, um, like, unemployment. I've been looking for a job for a while, lucky, but yeah. Um, but yeah, it's therapists and then with insurance is not even, you don't even get the best ones. And they're constantly, they sometimes constantly switch you through therapist to therapist. And I'm like, that's so stupid. I don't want that. I already have difficult opening up with people. I'm not gonna switch, 
go through the process of going through another therapist and then another therapist because I'm not gonna emotionally dump my 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 stuff to each therapist I go to and I'm like can I just have one solid one like one solid if they're sick that's fine we can miss a session but if it if they're yeah I can't go through so many different therapists and go for it but yeah I have friends in therapy some are doing good and some are relapsing really bad um right now I have a friend who is not doing so good and I'm not doing so good right now honestly I'm in uh, I try to make myself feel happy I guess trying to get myself the spirit so I'm doing these things and doing these things but yeah um, not in the greatest of moods at the moment I'm not doing so hot. And then when the friends are doing so hot around the same time, I'm not doing so hot. Because I know how to put a mask on. Social media to not wear my friends. But then some of them could see that and they'd be like, yeah, it's okay. You can take your time. But I only do that to not worry my family. So I put that there. But in real life, in real life I'm like, <sighs> struggling. So there's that but then I got friends who also are depressed and who also have that and it's very not good a lot of Gen Z really do we're known as one of the like like depressed generations as it is and we do realize that we are realizing that and we realize that that's not okay that's that's bad, that's bad, that's really, really bad, realizing that, yeah, yeah, that's, that's bad, that's really, really bad, and then we're taking that, and we're talking about it, all of us talk about it, because we're like, yeah, I'm depressed too, like, yeah, cool, we're depressed, you know, we're not alone, when there's a whole generation who is so stuck in mental health issues, oh my god, my throat, I'm so sorry, so stuck in mental health issues we know that we're not alone we feel alone we don't really see anything and we're like no one cares family doesn't care friends don't care nobody even cares at this point i am not on the hottest track and i've been there so many times and then i come up because i realize that hey there is certain moments in life where they could be one of the um, time. Uh, wait, what was I talking about? What the fuck? I'm forgetting it. Uh, uh, yeah, but I always think to myself like, no, because like if I end it all, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be too great on friends and and stuff because I have friends that are like that and when and I'm like okay if I leave then it's gonna affect them too and then it's gonna make it worse and it's gonna make a chain reaction and I don't want that I want my friends to live and because of that me living I want to live for them
um, and stuff. And I met some of my cousins too. I know that I'll have some cousins that will be like, yeah. <clears throat> that will be like, yeah, that's, oof, that's very, very sad. Yeah, but overall, how to deal with friends who are mentally ill is try to have a one-on-one with them. If you're doing great, oh my god, my throat, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just woke up, so yeah. If you're not doing so hot, if you're doing alright, and your friend's not doing so hot, it's okay to have a one-on-one of them. But if you're not doing so hot, and they're not doing so hot, take your time to be relaxed, and then when you're ready, go talk to them. Yeah, but don't take too much time. Just take enough time to collect yourself enough to have that energy to talk to them one-on-one and be like, hey, um, I know you're not doing too well. I don't know if you even want me to talk to you, but, uh, yeah. And it's, it's okay that you're feeling these things and it's okay that you are, wait, no, (laughs) That's not the right words. Okay, no. But you go and be like, it's okay. It's all okay. I'm not, don't, I'm not, what the fuck am I trying to say? Oh my god, I'm so confused. I should have not done this in the morning. But basically, you want to be like, hey, I know that everything seems really down right now. And I know that you don't think anyone cares. And I know that um, you're not in the best place for this I'm also in the best place for this as well I'm low-key not doing too well but either way it's not about me it's about you it's about uh, yeah so basically and then you can go off from there with your own things I guess I'm so bad at giving advice oh my god but yeah but it's okay to cry about something you once thought you healed from. It's okay to cry. It's okay to... It's okay because it happens. But it's not okay to, to be in this, in this situation. It's not okay to be where you are. But only you can come back on your own. Only you can save yourself. It's not in my place to do that. But yeah. So if you have a friend in need, I guess. Know what right words to say. Um, and what you want to say you can pre-plan it i guess in mentally in your mind or somewhere just in case you're if they're gonna get uh, even more round up you know because you know, depression is a, a nice thing to deal with 
And it's so hard to deal with it alone unless you get someone stable. If you have a partner and they understand that you're depressed and they understand you have mental issues and they understand how to deal with that, then I say go talk to them and be like, hey, you all right? Like, hey, I know you're not, or like, hey, I know you're not doing good. Let's just take in some breaths. Let's just do some things. And let's go either, let's go watch a movie at home or, you know, do a little mental health day where you're taking care of yourself, but they really don't want to do anything today. Just be by their side. Be by their side when they're ready. Never leave them alone and alone when they tell you to go. Just stay there. You know. But yeah, that, that's it really. Um I'm still trying to figure out these things myself as well. You know. But it's all just a part of it, I guess. Just growing up being Gen Z in this world and this Yeah, in this environment older generations created for us and then we have to deal with that and we're currently deconstructing that and it's so hard because they're still alive and then they're like you know and I'm like dude stop that you were literally seeing the damage here and then you're not doing anything about it it's like so bad but yeah Anyways, my name is NVJM. Um, yeah, I hope you guys had are having a good day or having a nice evening or night, either one. It's really morning over here where I live, but yeah. Hope you guys are doing well. And no one said this already, but I love you and you guys are the most beautiful wonderful amazing wonderful uh, things in the world and you matter and you count and that should be enough it should be enough you are enough okay you are enough you don't have to change yourself or do things that you don't want to do to impress people Or to stay, you know, likable. If they don't like you for you, you know, and they care about you just doing the bare minimum, bare minimum and nothing else, then they're the type of people to hang out with. Because you are enough. And you are amazing inside and out. And I love you for that. I do. Okay, now, I'll see you guys in the next one. Or talk to you guys in the next one. Oh, my God.